Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that's worse than a cold shower on the cold morning, and that's because this show takes a whole hour. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you uh, way pre-recorded. In fact, it's uh, Monday night before Election Day here in the USA as I'm recording this. And it's pre-recorded because uh, Kevin Godby is away. And we had to get the show done before he was going to leave. So there you go. I have no idea what has happened, no idea what's going on in the world. I hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody is safe and sound. Uh, on this week's episode, I'm going to retouch on, in pipe parts, I'm going to touch on cigars and uh, point you in the direction of a couple of cigars that I think you might like. And then uh, my guests are uh, part two of Julius Vez and his son Rob and their stories. And we get to hear that. And then we'll have uh, music, not much of a mailbag really, and rant. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And remember, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this fine show. And if you're not, turn it off now. I guess you've been listening for a little bit anyway, but yeah, go ahead and turn it off now. Um, also, if you could, iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Also, don't forget, uh, the Pipes Magazine radio show is available on Amazon Podcasts, although I've, I've seen it there. But uh, yeah, so it's available there and just about anywhere else you can get a podcast. So please make sure and share that out with your friends, family, enemies, and so on and so on. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I know this is the Pipes Magazine radio show, but I wanted to talk a little bit about cigars, because a lot of us do do enjoy a cigar on occasion, although we all know pipes are our main thing, but uh, especially for me, now that the weather has gotten colder, sometimes a cigar is a really nice, uh, it's a nice alternative. I'm not as much of a fan of of a cigar during the heat and I'm kind of backwards from a lot of people but uh yeah so again I only smoke my cigars when I'm outside don't smoke them inside so living here in the Carolinas yeah we'll have some 60 degree 65 70 degree days during the during the fall and winter so we don't get that real drastic cold but 
on the days when the sun's out and the weather's in the 60s, I love taking a cigar with me for a walk. So I thought I'd touch on cigars. And one, going back to what I said last week, uh, be careful with the cigars when they go through a dramatic temperature change because... You could take it outside, light it, and then the cold air hits it and the wrapper cracks. So just make sure that your cigars are properly humidified. 70, 72% humidity is where you want them. But I thought I would give some recommendations of some brands that I think are just more consistent and aren't priced out of the market. All right? Uh, We all know... Of all the super brands that are out there of cigars that are, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 dollars, depending on which state, what state you're in. What I look for is the cigar that's in the five to seven dollar range that is really good, really enjoyable, maybe eight to ten dollars, depending on where you are tax wise. But I want a cigar that is not going to overwhelm me with one hot, you know, one heavy flavor. I want a cigar that is not going to be so mild that I can't taste anything because especially during the winter time, you know, my taste buds have kind of softened up and I need a little bit more intensity. Uh, So I want that middle range of cigars. So to start off with, I mean, here are the brands that I that I really like that I think offer good, really consistent quality cigars all the way across the brands. Uh, Arturo Fuente or Fuente is one of my favorites. Uh, Fuente's range all the way from some machine maids all the way up to the high end Opus X. The Fuentes that I like, and especially this time of the year, is the uh, is the Hemingway series. Uh, the Hemingway series comes in different sizes, but they're all Cameroon wrappers. And they're all shaped cigars, so you get the little pointy tips on them. They are really easy to light, really easy to hold. And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fan of the big 50 or 60 ring gauge sizes. I like the 40 to 44. So this is my opinion. I'm the leading expert on it. But the Fuente Hemingway series, and then there's one that they call the uh, the Rosados, and it's the Magnum R44 that I think I've talked about before. Uh, it's just a good, comfortable cigar. And both of those that I've mentioned have layers of flavors and different st- you know, different textures to them. And they're not overly expensive. Um, another one that I really like, a brand that I like all the way across, is Padron. Now, Padron for me, I'm much more of a fan of their Anniversary series because it's a little more textured, a little more layered. But even down in the regular line, you can get a really good cigar, good flavor, good consistency, uh, easy to light, easy to keep, easy to keep lit. Because with cigars, you don't want to let them go out. But the Padron line, good quality all the way across. A couple others that I want to point out: Illusion uh, and Tatuaje, which I think are very similar to each other. They're uh, both small uh, boutique brands that are both made by the My Father Cigar Factory and the My Father line. You're going to find some really good quality cigars in prices that are really comfortable. And again, you're just looking for something that has 
it's not all high octane, high nicotine strength and power and something that's not real mild. You want something in that middle range that is going to be good and consistent. And those are the ones that I'm pointing you towards. Uh, if you want to go up in scale, yeah, you can go up to Davidoff. But for me, Davidoff and the uh, Winston Churchill cigars, they just don't have enough strength for the wintertime. So it's much more of a summertime cigar and it's more high priced. Uh, same thing with the, uh, with the Fuente Opus X. Uh, really good, real intense. But again, you're going way up in price. And cigars are all over the place, so you know you can find all kinds of cigars in all different prices. But if you stick with Fuente Padron, the Illusion, and Tatuaje, or the My Father lines, I think you'll find some good products in there. All right, in just a moment, the uh, second part of my discussion with Julius Vez and his son Rob. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at C&D, as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell & Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. And we are back. And remember, this is part two of the visit with uh, Julius Vez and his son, Rob, uh, recorded over two different sessions. So kind of and I kind of uh, edit them in together. Uh, hope you're enjoying them. If you missed last week's, go back and listen to that before you listen to this one, because otherwise it may not make sense. But here we go with uh, Julius and Rob Vez. Uh, can you tell us you you've had uh, besides Phil Kagi and you've had numerous uh, celebrities and politicians that have come in and smoked. No, your... I mean I I mentioned a few names. I made pipes for Andrew Sadat, who was the president of Egypt. I made pipes for President Ford. I made him two pipes. Jack Lemon was a friend of mine. Zero Mostel was a friend of mine. I made pipes with Denny Kay. Mickey Rooney was the last one not long ago. He died. And, uh, and the Elvis Cheryl, you heard about her. She was a customer of mine, you know. And, uh, so I made pipes for Pablo Casal, the famous cello player. Uh, uh, uh I made them a pipe also, you know. And uh, so I made pipes for a lot of different, different uh, uh, people from all over the world, you know. Do you have any favorite stories? I made pipes, by the way, for Bing Crosby. <laughs> I talked to Bing Crosby two weeks before he died. Uh. He, told, he, he called me, he was a gentleman, he called me and thanked me for the pipes. And he was taking a holiday, and he's taking, you know, he smoked those long uh, billiards, 
they want to keep the smoke away from his face. That's what he told me. He said he was taking the holiday and taking a pipe with him on this holiday would smoke him. And then shortly a week or two after I, uh, this happened, I found that he died. He went to Spain to play golf, and he died on the golf course in Spain. Mm. Do you have any other so favorite a, stories, maybe meeting meeting Pablo Casal? Yeah. Well, that's another story for you, but I can tell you a story. I could tell you a lot of stories, you know. What about the Mickey Rooney story about his wives, Mickey Rooney? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that, and I think I shouldn't go into more than that. Uh, Mickey Rooney came into my store uh, downtown <clears throat> one Saturday afternoon. It was in the summertime. It was appearing in the Royal Alex Theater, and it was raining, and his pants were stolen up above his knees, and he was walking barefoot. He walked into the store. He was admiring my pipes. He said to me, Julius, I, I'm sorry, but I can't afford to buy any of my pipes because I have to pay so much alimony. I had eight pipes. <laughs> I've got no money to buy a pipe. So I said to Mr. Rooney, what I want to do is said, please go ahead, select the pipe for yourself. I would like to present you with a pipe. And he did. And then he wanted to walk out. And I said to him, you need a can of tobacco, otherwise you can't smoke your pipe. So I gave him a pipe tool and some pipe cleaners. And after that, uh, he became a good customer. And the last part is, he sent me a Christmas card the last before he died. Uh, um, he dressed as me, uh, Santa Claus with his wife. I know his wife also in a red sports card, convertible uh, Christmas card. He sent me for Christmas. Uh, I still have that card. <laughs> funny, he was a funny man. And he wrote into my guest book. I have a guest book and people wrote in. And he wrote into my guest book and he, he said something like, Julius, your pipe smoke is not a joke. Uh, did you get a chance to meet Pablo Casal? No, I never met him. I never met Pablo Casal either, but most of all these other people, I, I met them in person, yes. And sometimes with these people, would their, would their managers just call you or come by the store to pick up the pipe for them? No, I was always directly dealing with them. There's no manager. It was my business was so personal, and many people came to see me because every time I took a holiday, somebody else looked after my store. They told the person that they will come back when Julius is back to work. <laughs> so my business was very established, very very personal. Yeah. And then would the uh, and then so you would get to know these people and then maybe make a pipe based off of what they wanted for them. Jack, Jack Lemon went into the Donhill factory, and uh, all he had this Donhill pipe before he bought the first pipe from me. And this is another story for you. Uh, the manager in in London took him out for lunch, and they went back to the factory again, and he said. I really want to have some different pipes with you. You know, they were making standard pipes, billiards and bulldogs. And they said, I want to have, he was pretty good at uh, making sketches. And he had made some sketches of some pipes. What I 
all the free hands what I was making, you know. Mm-hmm. And the manager apologized and he said, we don't have the people in our factory who can make these PN pipes. And that was the time when he approached me. Do you have any uh, any favorite stories as gr- of growing up as the son of a pipe maker? Uh, yeah, just, I, just I, I would... I would just hang around at his store in the back in the workshop and uh, and, and just marvel at uh, all the blocks of wood everywhere. These burlap sacks with all that dead root briar and 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 uh, and watch what he did. He was very happy to have me there and my brother as well. And and uh, I, you know, he would make little pipes for me. Like he would give, he would do it frequently. He'd just make a a little billiard or a, a little bulldog or something and give it to me as a, as a, as a young, as a young boy. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just, it, and his stores were so beautiful. I mean, they were like museums, especially the back room, the smoking room, the workshop slash, uh, smoking room, just incredible. Um, on the website, you can see some images of the, the, uh, the back of his last store, which was in the Royal York hotel, just a tremendous atmosphere and uh, so uh, such a so enriched my childhood uh, growing up and um, spending time with him at his store and did you with your with your store was it just you working there did you also have other people that would come and work for you no no I was an operation yeah (laughs) and it was not a very big store was it no, I had a beautiful store in the lobby of the Royal York Hotel. Uh, and then LaPlaire wrote an article on me uh, not long ago. And I had a beautiful store with fireplace and sofa and wind chairs and a beautiful place uh, in the hotel lobby right across from the main dining room. And I've been in that hotel for 36 years. Did they allow you to smoke inside your store? Well, they no, no, not after the, there's no smoking. No, you couldn't. I couldn't even smoke in the back room. If an inspector came, once if an inspector came and he wanted to come into the back room and I had a guy sitting in my chair, he was not smoking. And he asked me, well, how come this guy is sitting in your back room? And I said, it's not of your goddamn business. <laughs> he can sit there for any reason. He's a friend of mine. He's not smoking, okay? I said to him, I want you to go and leave right now. Otherwise, I call security. And we will be back in just a minute. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. 
Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and this is the uh, final segment of my uh, two-part visit with uh, Julius Vez and his son Rob. So, a, so, but a but a pipe making a, a pipe shop and a pipe making shop, and you were not supposed to be smoking in there. No, I you know it's very disgusting. You know they want to do destroy people's business. For for no apparent, I had no right to do this to business. If they destroy my business, they have to compensate me. Yeah. This is what's happening in your country. All these democratic bastards are destroying people's private property. This old lady was interviewed yesterday. They sold her beauty salon, burned it down, but that builds all their rights. They went to see the governor and asked him to help them financially, and the government told her to take a hike. Oh, boy. That was the... That is the way those good things were going with smoking in Canada. So I wrote to the minister, and he wrote back to me, every time the governments make regulations, people suffer. That was his answer. That was the only help. No, I had enough. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I went through a lot with my business. And uh, this is why I didn't even want to talk about these things, to be honest with you, because I went through a lot of hardship with my business, other than maybe the most peaceful time for me was in that in that hotel where I spent, you know, with Canadian Pacific hotels. You know, I, I, I just had enough. I think I'm in the end of the line anyways, but I still like my work, and I have to make some pipes for Rob so he can keep selling my pipes after I kick, my, kick the bucket, you know? Was there any pressure from your dad to for you or for any of the any of the kids to follow in the footsteps? Uh, well, I wouldn't say pressure. You know, I we all have we 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 wish we did something differently with our our life. Yeah. I feel as though if I had to do things over, I would certainly um, have picked up the craft. Um, I watched what he did. I, I, I know the process is to a point, but um, uh, I had my own interests. And, uh, and you know, sometimes you, as much as you respect and love your father or your parents, you almost want to do something different just because you want to be your own person. Well, uh, in hindsight, that was a mistake on my part. I wish I, I and he would have taught me, and I, I'm probably the only person he would have taught. Uh, I think he felt that there was something in me um, that could have carried on. And, um, unfortunately I did not learn the craft as recently as maybe 20 years ago. I was, I, I had this idea that perhaps I'll learn how to make a pipe, but, and I, I, I think I've got it in me. Certainly. I don't think I could ever do what he does, but, um, uh, so there was, I think he would have loved it had I gotten into it. Uh, but he never pressured me. No. So in in some ways that's 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 absolutely beautiful because you know then we know that the pipes of Julius Vez are the pipes of Julius Vez and it's it's a personal craft and not as much of a 
business per se. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have uh, plans to ultimately uh, open a brick and mortar again. Um, again, it's more about the passion, about the love, about um, um, it's just such a, uh, it's a it really a pipes are such a beautiful thing. Uh, the whole the, the whole art of pipe smoking, and um, I, I'm thinking about doing something in the next couple of years. For now, the website will it, it's doing well. It'll hopefully segue into something like that. But I, I uh, even though I won't be making pipes, he is I mean, every day. He keeps making and carving and carving, and the reason he's doing it is because he wants me to have these pipes moving forward when he's not around anymore, and uh, uh, there'll be an inventory that I can uh, sell through the website or perhaps at the brick and mortar once that gets up and going, and uh, I mean, of course, it'll only last so long. Uh, he, he He's not as... He's not as uh, efficient in terms of how, how quickly he can make pipes and so on, soreness in his shoulders, et cetera. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, he's he's making these pipes, and that'll be it. It'll be uh, uh, the day will come when there will be no more uh, Vez pipes carved, and uh, that'll be sad. But, it's like you say, it's also a beautiful thing because the Vez pipe is a Vez pipe, and he's the one who carved them all. Let's talk about your the your own pipes. Do you what what kind of pipe do you personally prefer to smoke? All my pipes are raindrops. So you you like that very deep that deep bend? No, because I'm still working and I, I, this raindrop. I really don't really smoke that much when I'm working now. I smoke a hell of a lot less than I used to, but I still have my raindrop pipes, my own raindrop pipes. That's the only pipe. And when I was doing downhill repairs, every Christmas they send me a downhill pipe. I told them, I said, don't send me a downhill pipe. Nothing against it, but I have enough pipes. Don't send me a pipe for Christmas present, a downhill pipe. Yeah, but he said, you don't have a downhill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a few, well, I have a few downhill pipes, that's all. So that's about what kind of tobaccos do you prefer? I smoke a matured Virginia tobacco. That's what I smoke. And did you uh, when when did you start smoking matured Virginias? I've been smoking a pipe, my friend, since I was seventeen years old. <laughs> One day, my father taught me smoking a cigarette. And he was a chain cigarette smoker. I said, I'd never want to see you again to smoke a cigarette. And he bought me a, an English pipe. Well, I still have it. And I, the second pipe he bought, a little downhill bulldog, I still have that. I was 17 years old. I haven't seen some smoking a pipe. And did he, uh, did he make you start with a good tobacco, or did you try, did you try no, all different? No, no, no. The tobacco was my personal choice. I tested, I never smoked aromatic tobaccos. Aromatic tobacco, you're destroying the purpose of pipe smoking. You will never get the true flavor of your tobacco. They have some food flavorings, all of them. They're very pleasant for your surrounding, but you are not smoking the pipe for yourself. You're smoking the pipe for your wife. That's what you're doing. <laughs> 
And now, and now, do you smoke a pipe? What is what is your daily pipe smoking routine? Is it one pipe in the morning and one in the evening, or? I light up my pipe after breakfast. I have one pipe full. I maybe have two or three pipes of tobacco a day. That's all. I used to smoke more. I used to drink more coffee. I used to have six, seven pops of coffee. I only have one cup now. So that's that's just the way I want to do it. Yeah, same with me. I had to cut down on the coffee. Uh, any any other any favorite stories that your dad would that your dad would tell you that that you really like? Um, I know it's got to well, be I mean, one of them. <laughs> it, it, Sorry. No, it's just got it's got to be kind of hard for you to reflect back because this is your father and not him you know, and. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I, 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 one of my favorite stories is when he told you about, uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Um, which you've, you've already got that. Um, you know, obviously Mickey Rooney was just kind of, uh, pulling his leg there when he said his seven <laughs> wives or eight wives had making him, uh, it broke him financially. And, uh, <laughs> but, but my father, but my, my father did, in fact, uh, give him a free pipe, free tobacco, and, and so on, and uh, that's how their relationship began. Uh, you know, Jack Lemon, he, he and Jack Lemon were, were, were quite close. Um, I never met Jack Lemon, unfortunately, but uh, he did go to his store frequently, and uh, they stayed in touch. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, really... Um, you know, hearing about the politicians, about Anwar Sadat and President Gerald Ford and so on. And uh, um, it's just very, it's amazing that he, he, his, his art spread to so many different influential people. Um, but uh, yeah, really, the, my favorite story about my dad is just being a young boy and hanging around in his workshop and... Um, and just smelling, you know, smelling the wood being, you know, the, and, uh, and the pipe tobacco and uh, um, just so, such a colorful childhood because of that. I, I'm just amazed at the thought that maybe Anwar Sadat was smoking a, a Vez pipe while contemplating the Egypt-Israel peace accords. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and President Ford smoking a Vez pipe while contemplating, you know, all the all the troubles that he was in during his time in the White House. And, uh, yeah, whether whether to pardon Nixon or not or whatever, right? So uh, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and that and that's and that's the you know to me the beauty of pipes and pipe smoking is that you know the pipe itself becomes a companion to all these events and you're not just, you know, you're not just creating a tool. Well, right. And that's what sets pipes apart from any other form of smoking. I mean, certainly cigarettes, uh, you know, uh, cigars, one could argue are, are, are more similar to, uh, the, you know, the, the art of smoking a pipe, but there's something about having that, that, that beautiful thing in your hand, that, that piece of art, and uh it is just uh it's it's really really special and that that's what i'm attempting to do with the website i mean be first and foremost just it's it's in honor of my father and showing respect and 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 bringing his name out 
uh, spreading his name to more people, especially uh, a younger generation, which it's there. I mean, I can I, I can sense it even in Toronto. There's interest here amongst young young people, uh, mostly men, but even some women. Um, and that's the second reason I'm doing what I'm doing is I'd really like to spearhead a bit of a, a, um, a trend, you know, uh, to get young people to, um, to, uh, to get involved in it, to, to just, to see what the beauty of, of pipe smoking and, uh, good tobacco, not the kind of garbage you get in a cigarette, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, I have my own business. I do I have another business that I that I run, and, and I and I do well at that. But the uh, I'm really hoping that that I can spend more time with this and 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 get involved again into the brick and mortar eventually, uh, which is maybe going the opposite direction in terms of what's happening altogether in, in this industry and all industries. But there's a place for for a uh, a nice pipe salon and uh, uh you know it's so i'm i'm excited about it i i hope it grows and i think it will these are the your your father making pipes and you with the with keeping his you know getting the website up and going and keeping it updated and fresh these are both passion projects and it and it definitely shows and and the fact that you some of the, some of the pipes are priced at 100 and $195 is not an outrageous price for the kind of work that's going into these pipes. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you that just watching what he does and the amount of work that goes into it, you know, $195 uh, for these pipes that are individually made by one person. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of money. It really isn't. And on top of that, you're getting that, really really superior wood and it, and it, it truly is i mean that's something that that most of our customers uh, say very quickly who haven't smoked uh my dad's pipes prior they've had other pipes is man they, they, it smokes so it, it's so cool it's such a nice smoke it's different and it, and it really is yeah and it and they're and of course, in my opinion, the raindrop is just, it's distinctive. I mean, that is, it's rare when I can say that somebody has created a pipe shape, but your dad created a shape that is just distinctive and, and unique. Well, and the, yeah, just to elaborate a little bit on that, yeah, he developed it strictly for himself in the sixties, um, he wanted to be able to smoke while he actually worked on making pipes. Yeah. And so to do that, that very aggressive bend, uh, you know, it took, you don't have to clench on the, on the stem, you know, it just, it just hangs there. It's very natural. That was, uh, so you, that part of it was required so that he could work effectively. And then secondarily, he'd have to be able to see what he's working on. And if you've got a pipe sticking straight out, or even like a half bent or whatever. I mean, it gets in the way visually in terms of what you're looking at. Uh, so that was another reason that shape was created. And um, uh, so, so, yeah, and, and I don't know who it was, but I believe a specific customer came into the store, saw him with that pipe, and, and it was like, wow, 
this is something that you should make more of. And then he started to make more of them and, uh, and, uh, and sell them. And that, yeah, truly is his signature pipe, and they're really beautiful. And that wraps up the recording with uh, Julius and Rob Vez. The website is Vez, V-E-S-Z, pipes.com. Again, it's V-E-S-Z, pipes.com. And I think... Uh, I I want to I want to say a few things. One, uh, first of all, thank you very much to to Julius and to Rob for doing this. Uh, it wasn't the uh, wasn't the easiest of situations, and it would have been absolutely wonderful had we been able to do it in person. But I wanted to get it while you know get it while we could. Uh, Julius is, and as Rob said, <laughs> Julius did it all by word of mouth. And is a living legend in the pipe making world that doesn't get the respect that he is due. If you want to learn more about uh, Julius, there's a, a nice little bit on uh, on Pipedia, which also talks about and explains kind of the dead root briar. You can go to uh, Julius's website, vezpipes.com. And my friend Dan Locklear has written uh, a couple of times about Julius in the uh, NASPC Pipe Collector. So those of you that have the back issues, go back and get it. Those of you that don't get the Pipe Collector, well, shame on you. You should be anyway. Uh, here is my... Uh, here is a couple more thoughts. One, uh, Julius Vez has been making pipes for over 60 years. And I can tell that they are well-loved and well-cherished pipes because you hardly ever see them come up on the estate market. You hardly ever see a Vez pipe on the estate market. The, the owners just seem to keep them and smoke them and collect them. Uh, again, the, the jewelry work that are on some of them is just magnificent. The pipe shaping is unique. The finishes are all Julius and he's self-taught. So he didn't have any real influences from other people. Uh, also, you know, it's, I, I think that it's great that Rob is, uh, helping his dad with the website and wants to maybe carry on with a tobacconist and, you know, opening a tobacconist in London in uh, in, uh, in Toronto is probably not the most uh, friendly environment to open up a tobacco shop in. But again, you know, just one of those one of those guys that uh, you know, has a ton of history. And I really regret not having taken the extra time to go and see the shop when it was in the uh, Royal York Hotel on my uh, couple of trips up to Toronto. That would have been great. Would have been great to hang out with Julius in the shop and uh, possibly not smoke while nobody was looking. So there you go. Check out his website. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, You've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes. 
and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking Pipes, in faithful service of the hobby. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And again, do check out uh, Julius's website, Vez, V-E-S-Z, pipes.com. All right, for music, uh, because Julius said he became friends with Mickey Rooney. Well, I found this one. Uh, this one is called Could You Use Me? And it's from the Girl Crazy movie, the original soundtrack with Judy Garland. And this is uh, Mickey Rooney singing with her. Have some pity on an Easterner. Show a little sympathy. No one possibly could be sterner than you have been with me. There's a job that I'm applying for. Let me put it to you thus. It's a partnership I'm dying for, Mr. and Mrs. Us. Before you file it on the shelf, let me tell you of myself. Oh. The chappy to make you happy I'll tie your shoesies And chase your bluesies Oh lady, would you Oh lady, could you use me I'd shake the mat out And put the cat out I'd clean the garret And feed the parrot Oh lady, would you Oh tell me Could you use me Do you realize What a good man You're getting in me no Elker Mason or Woodman who gets home at three. The girls who see me grow soft and dreamy, but I'm a gander who won't philander. Oh, could you use me? Cause I certainly could use you. There's a chap I know in Mexico who's as strong as he can be. Eating nails and drinking Texaco, he is the type for me. There is one in California, more romantic far than you. When he sings hot cha cha chonia, I often think he'll do. But as for you, sir, I'm afraid you will never make the grade for your no cowboy. You're soft and how boy, I feel no muscle that's fit for tussle. I must refuse you. I cannot use you. Excuse me. No nightlife for you. The birds would bore you. The cows won't know you. A horse would throw you. You silly man, you. To ask me, can you use me? <laughs> Though at love you may be a wizard, I'm wanting to know. Could you warm me up in a blizzard? Say 40 below. Your ties are freakies, your knees are weakies. You're not a sender, you elbow bender. Though you can use me, I most certainly can't use you. 
I never thought we would have uh, Judy Garland on the show, but there you go. Uh, again, that's from the soundtrack for the movie Girl Crazy, and uh, goes back to 1944. Well, obviously uh, not much in the mailbag because I'm recording this one at the same time I recorded last week's show, and there was only one thing that I saved. Uh, but if you do have a comment or question, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page. Uh, but Wade asks about collaboration pipes. And he says, hey, Brian, I was wondering about what you and other collector experts think about collaboration pipes. I've seen some beautiful collaboration pipes with famous names on them go for considerably less than a pipe made by just one well-known maker. Is there a reason for this, or did I just get lucky? Thanks, Wade. So, Wade, I got your message, and I did a little poking around and then a little bit of thinking about this. And, and here's what I think happens, all right? So let's say you, uh, well, we'll, you, we'll use our friend Jeff Grasick, who has done some collaborations with other pipe makers before. Uh, let's say you collect Jay Allen pipes, and uh, Jeff does a collaboration with, uh, we'll, we'll pick on my, my old dear friend, Lee Von Erich. And those two guys do a collaboration together. So they work on the pipes together. One does one thing or they, you know, they, they try to add their own little things to each of the pipes. Um, well, I think what happens is you no longer have a Jay Allen pipe and you no longer have a Lee Von Erich pipe. So those are two very distinctive different collections or different uh, different groups of collectors. Uh, a lot of it's going to really depend on how those people that collect those pipes really, you know, how what do they think of them? What do they look like? Do they really appreciate them? Now let's look at it. So you, so what you've basically done is you've taken half a pipe from one collect from one maker and half a pipe from another. Both have really good followings of pipe co of of collectors. And you've only got half a pipe for that person that collects that. Now you do something like uh, you take a pipe from Jay Allen and you have him work with somebody that is not real well known. Uh, maybe, maybe a maker that's not real well known in the United States but is well known somewhere else. Well, now... Again, you have unless the pipes really hit the you know hit the nail on the head for the Jay Allen collectors here in the U.S., the pipes are worth half the value because it's not purely a Jay Allen. Does that make sense? Uh, I've seen this go on in other collectible groups, other industries. Uh, Disney has done some collaborations with other uh, you know with in other lines and the and the true mainstream disney collectors don't really get excited about it um there are some watch brands that have done some collaborations with other artists or brands and sometimes they hit sometimes they don't so I think for the pipe makers individually, it's a bit of a risk for them, which is why you don't see a lot of them do it. Or 
it could be a huge hit. Anyway, if you have a comment or question, or uh, if you if you have a comment on that, please let me know. I'd love to love to hear what you collectors think about collaboration pipes. How do they make you feel? Um, do you like them? Don't you like them? Anyway, email me Brian at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page. And in just a moment, rant time. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Uh, pipe smokers are inherently uh, thrifty, cheap, tight-wadded, skin flints, you know, basically. Um, we don't like spending money if we don't have to. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't like paying the, right, paying the price for quality, but we as pipe smokers are inherently on the uh, cheaper side of, of society. And I'll give you this as a perfect example. I am sitting here with one of my favorite red, you know, one of my favorite DeJeep lighters, and this red one has been traveling with me and going places for a while, and it's just barely got some life in it, but I will work that sucker until it is actually dead. I will work it until it is actually just dead. Quite simple. Uh... I, uh, I mentioned this several years ago, but all these games that you can download for free and then buy extra things in the uh, in the app store for them to make your character fancier, flashier. Well, I will sit there and take my time and not pay 99 cents to get extra gems to make my thing go faster. I will wait and earn them for free by watching ads. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, my pipe cleaners, I will use them both ends. Yes, both ends, even if it means getting my hands a little grimy when I'm using a when I'm holding the dirty end to put a clean end through the pipe cleaner. Yeah, I use both ends of the pipe cleaners. Why? Because I'm a pipe smoker and pipe smokers are inherently uh, cheap and uh, thrifty. <laughs> I will fight with a tube of toothpaste until it is actually dead to get those last little bits of toothpaste out of it. Yes, I will fight those. <laughs> I'll squeeze it and squeeze it and work it until there's nothing left in there. And I always wondered, really, at the end of the tube of toothpaste, is all the good stuff come out already and what's left behind is just paste? Yeah. Anyway, but we as pipe smokers, we're, we're inherently um, uh, value-oriented uh, consumers. So there you go. Uh, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, if you're looking for that video that, uh, Julius mentioned, it was put out by Uptown's smoke shop back in the, uh, late nineties. And it's part of, they also did a couple on the, uh, on the, the great Danes or the Danish pipe makers. Uh, but you might be able to find that on eBay or somewhere like that. Uh, coming up, if you have a musical selection that you would like to hear for the holiday music 
Yeah, we're going to do it again. Uh, please let me know. Email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, and we'll start gathering up our uh, holiday Christmas shopping guide. So if you have suggestions for that, email me. Let me know. Follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And while you're there, share the Pipes Magazine radio show with all your friends, family, enemies. Uh, if you're new to the show, if you're just now new to the show, please keep up to date with the current ones and then go back and listen to the entire back catalog, which is available for free everywhere podcasts are. Because, yes, this is a podcast and you can listen to it anytime you want. Uh, no admission required. All right. Once again, thank you. A big thank you to Julius and Rob Vez for sitting down with me and spending, you know, that was over an hour and a half, uh, just sitting down and chatting with me. It was an honor and a pleasure to have them on. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to yeah, yeah, you were fun, and you're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats.